While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. tonight i'm marcus 508-996-0500 is how you can join me uh to john who called in in the seven o'clock hour i just touched base with the um fairhaven uh firefighters union president so we're gonna we're gonna hopefully get some movement on that uh on that uh story tomorrow um but for now uh we are covering the ward three city council election we're going to take your call, and I appreciate that, uh, bringing that. If you guys, you know, bring that stuff to our attention, if it, you know, if we missed it somehow, I live in Fairhaven, so I definitely have an interest in in a, in a better staffed fire department. Uh, I've always lived in Fairhaven, so um, I definitely have a, a vested interest in that. So um, uh, I, uh, it's definitely something we're going to talk about going forward. Uh, just got to get all the, um, get all the information we can about that. And um, we'll have a story for you. But for now, we're going to take your calls at 508-996-0500. I see some calls on the line now. But first, we're going to be joined by Ad, uh, by um, Adam Bass. Hey, Adam. Good evening, Marcus. I'm here live at City Hall where the election for the Ward 3 City Council race is taking place. Uh we have Sean Oliver uh, right here talking to Ian Abreu, city councilor at large. Uh, and from what, I can, from what I can hear, uh, Oliver is actually coming over to the phone right now. And you might want to say a couple things. Uh, Sean, one second right here. Let me just put you on speaker. So, hey. uh, thanks a big night, Sean. How are you feeling? Feeling good. You know, well, a lot of hard work went into this. And it's a nice tonight. It's gonna, we're going to find out, you know, how it all paid off. Uh, Two other questions. So I overheard that you said the turnout was about 725. Last time I heard from um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, from Manuel of the Elections Department, he said that it was around 680 plus. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about those numbers? So uh, the, these numbers are numbers that I uh, was able to get uh, probably about 10 minutes before the polls closed. So I don't know when um, the Election Commission got those numbers, but that's kind of my calculation right now is sitting around 725 with the with about 10 minutes left in the election or when there was about 10 minutes left in the election and i know that you've been dealing with some um attacks from from the other side about the post that you've made any response on that quickly uh i mean we just we we approached it just like we did when we started this we didn't it didn't stop us we continued to knock on doors and uh, talk to as many folks as we can and hopefully we talk to more than the uh the opposing uh side that opposing side camera marcus did you get all that I did. Just uh, um, does he have any idea of what his position is right now in terms of the vote tally? Well, the vote tally right now, we don't know the vote tally. Uh, members of the well, he said he was getting numbers. He was getting numbers ahead of uh, ahead of polls closing. Oh, closing no, so I didn't know if he was privy totally to that. Numbers. Oh, okay. 
Oh, cool. Not any, like, where they break down. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got you. Okay. So, yeah, the polls have closed. I did get uh, 15 votes total at Tabor Mill. 11 of them were for Sean Oliver. Um, and, uh, you know, Tabor Mill was a very high turnout uh, area uh, in the ward before um, they moved the polling location. Pretty shameful, honestly, the way that, that yeah. shaked out. But um, so so right now you're there. Sean Oliver's there. He's, he's saying about 725 total have shown uh, have have turned out, which would be. A, a, an improvement from the preliminary, so that's a good thing. Yep, we'll have to see where things, uh, where the chips fall tonight, and we'll be talking to the counselors as the results come in. Does Ian have anything to say? Uh, well, Ian just said hello. He's excited for the election. Okay. Um, he's keeping a close eye on it. Uh, right, Ian cool. Abreu, three counselor watch. Yeah, Abreu. It's Abreu. Adam. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, it's Abreu, but um, I appreciate it, Adam. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, when you get more information, just feel free to call the line, and uh, we'll put you through. All right. Thanks, I'll Adam. All right, so it uh, sounds a little bit in, uh, more encouraging. That there's a there's a bit higher. The turnout's ticked up a bit. That is a good thing. That's a good thing that turnout's ticked up a bit. Uh, there's a little bit more enthusiasm in this in this election than there had been in the preliminary. If it's 725, that's a 40-some-odd vote swing, right? So that's pretty good. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. Good evening. Do you want to stay on the election, or can I talk about something else? Whatever you want. Okay. Uh, last night I turned you down because I was watching TV, and the uh, city council meeting of February 23 was on there. All right. And uh, by watching the meeting and the counselors and the remarks they made, I got a little different, uh, you know, take on things than, you know, what I had heard transpired. Uh, for example, uh, I, I happened to pick it up when Counselor Ryan Pereira was talking. And uh, I felt sorry for the guy uh, because he's a, you know, a freshman counselor. And he talked about trying to talk with Mayor Mitchell about issues. And he said uh, the mayor, even though he had done a lot of research on many issues and stuff, so he knew what he was talking about and stuff like that. And uh, the mayor just kind of, you know, didn't say much and just dismissed him. The big thing that he was uh, talking about, I think, was this uh, advisory beach uh, board. Yeah, the beach advisory board. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, he mentioned that many of the beaches on the Cape and in the area do have this. And the mayor, mm -hmm. you know, just goes silent. Just yeah, he said that. He said that in my yeah. He said that on my show. He said yeah, um, the yeah. Mayor. But, but I, I really got a better sense of it by watching the meeting. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch the meeting, and I didn't catch all of it. But I got most of the counselors talking. And again, it's Mayor Mitchell, you know, being my way or the highway, as you done aptly put it. Well, Shane Burgo said the same exact thing on. Um yeah. On, on Friday. And I right. give those guys credit. Now, these are young counselors that have just come in, and they've seemed to hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. They might not have a bad, you know, uh, history with the mayor because uh, well, they haven't been there that well, long. Well, Shane said he's worked with them pretty well. Well, again, I didn't catch that, and I didn't hear Shane Burgo talk about that issue. But I did feel sorry for Ryan Pereira because he seemed like an all good faith, you know, not just the, you know, the board, the beach uh, board there, but in other things, he tried to have a conversation with the mayor and the mayor, uh, what I got out of it was just basically aloof and 
I don't care. And that's what I get about most of the counselors. There's no dialogue going on there, okay? It's just, uh, as you've done aptly put it, my way or the highway. And that can't be. You know, that, to me... You, I, I, I don't think... Fun. You know, here's the thing with that. I, I think that's... You know, I've heard that... I've heard that type of characterization um, a lot from different people. So I would say that there's definitely... Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it's, you know, I'm, I'm going to say there's probably some truth to that, but I do also think it's a two-way street. You know, well, again, you've got, you you've got accounts, you've got... You can't talk to somebody who won't talk back to you. Yeah, but and that's I, what I, I feel I got from all the counselors. But there. I think, I think in, in certain cases that there are people, there are certain counselors um, that uh, have been electorally embarrassed, like the council president by John Mitchell, and that have... Taking their taking those frustrations out on him. Well, I tried to I tried to leave her out of it. She spoke extensively at the end. She did. She but, she actually waived the time so that she yeah. could have her own little vent session about and the mayor. I don't mayor. want to get into the long history of the battle between her and him and all that sort of stuff. But I'm talking about freshman consuls. Even uh, Baptiste, the guy that said. Uh, uh, the little man, uh -huh. the guy that said the little minions over there as well. Uh, yeah. His his tone wasn't derisive, okay? Although, yes, it was. Well, he he, no, he called our reporter a name. I, have you watched the meeting? Yes, I watched. Okay. Actually, watched I, I didn't take his I actually, tone as being I, derisive at all. I think. What do you mean? Just, he called the he, he called was, the mayor the the Wizard of Oz. He would, well again. I, this <laughs> he said, tone. I'm not saying what he called him. I'm saying the tone was kind of laid back, and you know, this is how I feel, and this and that, and the other. Okay. okay? So I got a little a little different take on it by the way he talked. He called you guys on the. Uh, and the press, the little minions as well. Yes. But again, it wasn't so a that is derisive. or a yell. Uh, he was, you know, to me, under control. With so his because criticism. he insulted us in a in a in a monotone manner, that that makes it well, not no, divisive. Well, no, I just don't think it was as explosive as I thought it might be, and that's what I'm trying to point out. The other thing I would say is. Part of the problem is, is how many counts was 10, 11? 11. Well, there will be 11. Well, okay. There's only one mayor. They should make more of a, of a, take more of an opportunity out of the 11 of them to be on your show and to explain their side of things. You know, I, I agree with that. You know, and, and I think that might make you and the audience that, yeah. understand a little bit more their position. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, the mayor, to me, he, he's like Barack Obama. I come from Harvard. I know, and you don't know anything. He has that air about him. Uh, Jack Sp uh, Spillane talks about it. You know, and again, that's not the air to have if you're going to have some dialogue with a legislative group. And again, mm -hmm. I, I really felt sorry for Ryan Pereira. Maybe he doesn't need me to feel sorry for him because, you know, he seemed like he approached the mayor a number of times in good faith and really got silence or as uh brian gomes puts it crickets crickets meaning all you hear is crickets you know he, he there's no dialogue there so the man well, has well, to have well brian gomes well brian speak. gomes so brian called into the station yes i heard to that. The, you heard it and he, yeah. and he and then the mayor said let's talk and he says i don't want to talk to you yeah so again i, know, I think it's, it's a two-way street a long history there I, I, I agree and i'm not a fly on the wall for conversations yeah. between mitchell and brian yeah so i don't history. know where that started and whose fault it was yeah, but it's, there's it's clearly a two-way street here well again uh, as far as putting fault i don't think you guys guys gonna be like an umpire calls balls and strikes as you see them and not you know have fault or blame let the, the listeners decide who's at fault you know that's the way i would look at it 
But again, I, I, I think the counselors have to out-politic the mayor because he's out-politic them by being available, being on your show, getting mm-hmm. his points across. And again, I think they do have some points, but they've got to make themselves open to you. There's 11 of them he's to out- try to counterpoint the mayor. He's also out-politic them by not doing ridiculous stuff like giving three people that you like $50,000 raises, right? That's where the council has has basically whiffed on it. You know, they talked about how... I think they whiffed on Carol Pimentel, too. I think they did, too. I think they whiffed on that. Big strikeout. so, So they're... They're yeah. they're on the losing side of some yeah. issues. Now big, there's a federal lawsuit. Big big strike right? out there. Big, so I, I I can't agree with you more. Yeah. The big strike out there. Okay. So uh, again, though, you know, uh, he, 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 I, I, they went through all of this too, and they can't seem to get it across in their heads that they gave a uh, a raise to gentlemen and people and ladies, whatever that may, may need it because they haven't done it in so many years. But they gave a raise that most people in New Bedford probably don't even make as a, as a base salary. Right. And that's what they don't get. And I'm trying to be honest to both sides about. Right. And then they fail to understand that. You know, they, they, I think, uh, you know, Council Morad brought up, well, we haven't been fair to these people and everything. Well, whose fault is that? You know, yeah. maybe the mayor and you guys. Uh, but again, you don't do it by laying on them a raise that maybe most people in the city don't even make. And and you know you got to pay high taxes and everything to fund this thing. Yeah, no, no, the, those. I mean, those those three those those three raises in particular were on the on their face. Oh fa- yeah, on they, its they, face they, ridiculous. they don't yeah, get yeah. that part. I can tell that yeah, by yeah. the way they were talking. Oh, we yeah. studied this and we did it. We did. We got the the, the the spreadsheet, but we didn't get the summaries and this and that. Yeah. The money you gave was too much, and that's where the mayor outpoliticed you. Yeah. He came in with at ten grand, which is more like it. And even they didn't bring it from twenty five. Let's say okay, we'll bring it to fifteen mm-hmm. or twelve or whatever. To show that yes, Mayor Culpa, this, this is too much. We we, we messed up too because we didn't give uh, deserving people money, but uh, we're still going to give them twenty five. Uh, I, I, I want to give actually Ryan and Shane credit because Ryan reached out to me to come on on Friday. Yeah, and yeah. and he wanted they both wanted to sort of inoculate themselves from some of that craziness yeah, that and, happened and put in that it this meeting. Way. And again, I'm not the mayor, but if I was the where the mayor and young councilors approached me. I would want to have more of a dialogue with them. I wouldn't want to just give them a sphinx that doesn't say anything when they're asking questions. That's the impression I got yeah. from Ryan Perevas talking. Yeah, I've got a you know I've got a column on that. They both said the, basically the same thing uh, with respect to that. Ryan, I think, uh, cited several examples in which he felt personally insulted mm-hmm. um, by yeah. by the mayor, and uh, he has no history with the mayor's being a bad guy, and neither does Burgo, I believe. Well, you know, I will say. There was during the campaign, you know, and uh, there was during the campaign, Ryan's campaign against Joe Lopes, that was a, a thing that was discussed for sure. I think, uh, uh, you know, one of the attacks they had for 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 Lopes was that he was, you know, too cozy with, with Mayor Mitchell. Well, I, that all goes down to having uh, Cisco down the uh, Fort, uh, yes. Fort Rodman yeah. and how that was nicely put in there easily and the uh, residents didn't have much say, yes. which I believe they could have, uh, you know, t- 
talk to the residents and work some. It seems over time they've worked something out, so it, it wasn't that bad this summer that people weren't complaining, although there was quite a few people. Maybe it's putting music down, I don't know, so you don't make loud noises. That would affect you people in Fairhaven. I, I know in the past when there was Billy Woods Wharf there, Fairhaven people would, would protest because the, the, the music was coming over the, the water and just and stopping their uh, you know, peace and sanity over there, you know? Right. So that's a problem down there, uh, you know, but uh, again, I, I, I think you guys too ought to, if you do get these people on, try to draw out more of their side of the story. I did. I, you know, did. I, I wrote a column I know, on it, too. I understand. I understand. But I think. Well, I understand. I what I'm saying is, <laughs> you know, to, to me, they had a, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, an opinion that, again, because they don't come on the shows. I, I I didn't get their opinion that well. I get it better now. Even the uh, mm-hmm. the three year look back at the uh, at uh, every three years we're going to look at the raises. Uh, the way Linda Morad portrayed it is after three years everybody's going to get a raise, and she says that's the way it's written in, in, in as law. He says she, she can't do that. We might have bad economic times. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so that was shot down. The only person that voted for it, wanted to talk about it was uh, Representative Maki. Uh, at least let's just talk about it, you know, right. and maybe not pass it, but, you know, see what we can do, uh, you know. And it was shot down nine to one. He was the only one that voted for it, you know. Yeah. So it, it's just a lot of bad blood there. But with the younger counselors, geez, I, I would hope the mayor wouldn't have this Harvard attitude that I'm from Harvard like Barack Obama has. It's the same thing. You talk to him, and he's the smartest guy in the room. From what I understand, when they took the Crimea, uh, old Joe was trying to tell him, hey, you can't let the Russians take the Crimea and, uh, no, I don't want to do that. You know, and, and he was dismissive of his vice president, who had been around a lot longer time in politics and not has doesn't have a great reputation in foreign affairs. But again, it's that attitude, that Harvard attitude. I know, and you don't know. You know, you 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 know, govern over a bunch of people here who aren't Harvard graduates. You know, and uh, it might be good to you know uh, speak to them more on their level instead of having this air. Okay, and uh, again, don't get me wrong. The mayor's a hard worker. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. And uh, I, I believe, uh, you know, he works very hard at his job. But, you, you know, you, to me, you, you just can't be dismissive of the, of the people that uh, are in government and the people that you represent. I agree. Okay. Let's see what you do with him tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. How are you doing, Marcus? Good. How are you? You're doing all right. You know, the mayor is only one guy out of Harvard. As many people have gone, hundreds and hundreds, some even say thousands. So one guy acts a certain way. You can't just one apple in, in, in the whole basket, and you're going to say they're all. I mean, we're just within the Ivy League, you know, this. Uh, I don't know. You know I, honestly. Within, you know, just within the Ivy League, this, with all you know, the claims of who is the best uh, which is the best Ivy I mean, League school? So you I know, mean, I'm not going to use that look, as, as look, an excuse. Hey, look, it's personality look, is a person. Yeah, I mean, my uh, my, my boss went to an Ivy League school, and I think he's a great guy. So um, right. the the uh, the the and and uh, and honestly, I've I've had a lot of person. I've had a lot of personal interactions with Mayor Mitchell just being in this position, and I've never felt yeah. condescended at all. Um, so I can't speak to any of the experiences of the counselors, but that's never been the that's never been the experience I've had uh, with the mayor, even if the counselors might have felt that way. Well, maybe the mayor has to have a different approach in, in how he, uh, you know, with certain, every, there's all obviously different personalities. So he's going to have to have a different approach with each individual individual. 
because I look at this as, and you played football, Marcus. I mean, you got your quarterback, and your offensive line is your city council. Mm-hmm. And it's a bickering back and forth, and you want to move that football. You want to get a first down. But your offensive line is not on board with you. And there's bickering back and forth, uh, the play clock, uh, calling, and, uh, and you're, you're losing yardage. And that's where we are today. That football is not being uh, uh, moved over the, the, the uh, first down marker. And, uh, you know, you were talking about with uh, Jack Spillane about uh, constituent services. You know, whether it's a business or, or just the city residents uh, and homeowners, uh, you want you want a, a competent uh, DPI. You want public safety because you want to feel safe in your city. And not only that, uh, safe for cu- customers to come and shop and do their business in the city. Street lighting, because the street lighting is horrible in the city, very dim light. And it's also not good for crime because, uh, you know, you got people that like to uh, uh, con- uh, uh, do crimes in the, in places that are at night where they're not going to be well, uh, well, they're not going to be seen, and uh, traffic lights, whether it's these arrows, you know, with the flashing yellow light. Some people don't like that; they like it to just go, you know, red, yellow, green, and in uh, and the and the and the, the state of the roads. I mean, the potholes, the cracks. And the small businesses and the businesses here want a mayor that has an open-door policy. Like Fred Kalis, they got an issue they want to resolve. And oh, he, it's he one comes, thing to talk on the phone, and well, it's another thing to... To be fair, that? he comes on here every week, and people call yeah, him about stuff. I'm talking about in the it. city hall. You, call, you talk to the secretary, you want to go there, you want to be, uh, you know, sit down and talk about uh, your particular situation. And you want to have uh, a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I think, that's the thing, too, in the city is uh, the accessibility of the mayor to businesses. Because let's face it, you want to have a good reputation of small businesses because word of mouth is the best advertisement. If you're dealing with businesses, you know, let's say, in, because we know in businesses you, you have, you know, accounts and you, you have your purchasing and all of that. And they they ask you, well, how's the city? Well, you know, I got this, and I can't, I I can't have this resolved. I can't see the mayor. You know what I mean? And if you're saying, oh, it's fantastic, city council gets gets the the job done. The mayor is open and, and listens to our concerns, and he gets right on it. And then you're going to lure other businesses here. Well, you know what I'm saying? Sure, I no, I I understand, but um, but listen, hey, I've I've got to take this break. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah, have a have a good night, uh, Marcus. You as well, I'm Marcus. This is South Coast tonight. We're still waiting to hear from Adam uh, to hear about the results um, uh, of the Ward Three Council election. We've heard that there's going to be higher turnout, about 725 voters. Turned out as opposed to six eighty some odd in the in the preliminary election, which is good because I like I said I said a, I said it a few times I said it earlier today, but I'd expect like the same exact people to show up that showed up to the preliminary to show up to a to the um, to the general, you know, if it's a you know a winter ward special election for city council, I was like. You know, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't expect a, a much higher turnout. But it looks like there's been some. If that number holds, if it's going to be around 725, that is going to be an improvement from the preliminary, and that's a good thing. Uh, the question will be, you know, that's that's also, you know, a whole other 40-ish, 50-ish some odd voters that are up for grabs. And we talked about this in the last hour, the, the, to- the vote total had last time Sean Oliver at 190, uh, Carmen Amaral at 160. This was in the preliminary election. That left about 330 votes up to grab, the, up for grabs there, assuming nobody switched sides in the general election. Assuming those votes just basically more or less held, there, there was about 330 votes up for grabs. So, you know, Amaral could make up that 30 vote, gra- uh, 30 vote margin pretty easily, but a 30 vote margin isn't you know, isn't nothing when you consider how few people are voting and, you know, this could be a pretty close election. But if there's more people turning out, it's just a matter of why are they turning out? Is that a result of whose who's ground game is causing that, that higher turnout is the question. Is it Carmen Amaral's or is it Sean Oliver's? Who's getting 20, 30, 40 more people to the polls? Is it Carmen Amaral? Is it Sean Oliver? That's, you know, whoever that is, is that's going to be the winner. Um, I think, you know, both candidates have obviously done a really good job, and we've talked about this. The ground game is essential. You have to get in front of as many voters as you can uh, and ask them to support your campaign. And if you are able to do that, you're gonna you're going to have some success because what matters is making the personal connection with the voters. People want to know who they're voting for, especially in they want familiarity, especially in a municipal election. And there was time and space for every voter in this election to be to be met by the candidate or uh, or someone that was knocking doors with the candidate. So. I'm really interested to see how this is this is shaking out again. We'll hopefully get the results fairly soon um, on this. Hmm. Nope, sorry, false alarm. So sorry, I thought I was getting more numbers. False alarm. We'll we'll. They should be counting the votes now. I think they should be in. So we'll continue to uh, wait for um, the results to be counted. We'll also take your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the program. We're also taking your messages on the WBSM app chat. Again, last time it was around quarter of. Um, someone, uh, Mark Marcus Huno from New Bedford, did I miss the explanation of merit-based constituent services? Sounds spooky. Well, okay, so you, you did. That was Jack's point. He called in at the 7.30 hour. What you can do is you can get to the, you can download the podcast, which I uh, will upload probably the next commercial break. I'll, I'll get the podcast out for you. So if you want to hear Jack Spillane's explanation to his con- position on constituent services, he discussed it here on South Coast tonight. He discussed it. Uh, then the, the city councilors had responded. Um, they took issue with it. He talked about it more with Tim's. A caller discussed it, and then he gave his position. Um, he gave his position. So I'm grateful that he's listening and that he wants to join in the conversation, uh, that he wants to you know make his point 
uh, clear and uh, I'll always have, you know, always have Jack on when he uh, when he wants to hop on with us. But uh, I will. So you I don't misconstrue what he says. We'll uh, upload the podcast and you can listen to Jack's comments in their entirety. But right now, what we're waiting for is the results of the Ward three special election against Sean Oliver and Carmen Amaral. I think it's going to be a close election, um, and I think that, you know, I wonder if, if you know, Carmen Amaral ends up being successful, I wonder, I wonder if, if the, uh, the sort of October surprise that came uh, just just uh before the weekend on friday i wonder if that's going to have any if that had any impact on the on the vote right uh those posts by sean oliver um i've heard from some people say it, it won't matter some people say it it's you know it matters for a lot of other it matters for a lot of people uh, a lot of people and including people in the ward um we certainly had a really robust discussion on it after he uh mr oliver called in on last night uh we heard from Andy Pollack, who is the president of the uh, South Coast LGBTQ Network. Uh, we heard from Wendy, who works at LaPlace in uh, in New Bedford. Uh, we heard from other people um, uh, that were in uh, support more of Mr. Amaral or in defense of Mr. Amaral. And then there were people, I think more people generally were opposed to his, uh, his comments uh, and his posts, uh, saying that they were pretty offensive and that, that they don't represent, you know, by and large, the voters of the ward. Uh, or the people of, of Ward Three, the the broad spectrum of people in Ward Three. I guess we'll find out uh, if they, you know, if the. And I, I wonder if it came out sooner, if that would happen. If this, the, if it didn't have an impact, I mean, I wonder if it would came out um, earlier, and not you know a few days before the election, if it was going to have an impact on the election. I'm not sure. Um, but 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening. I'm going to take another break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast tonight. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Real-time reaction to everything that happens after the sun goes down. South Coast tonight with Marcus and Chris is on WBSM. Hey. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Uh, we'll also take your app chat messages on the WBSM uh, app. Again, we're waiting for the results of the Ward 3 City Council special election, Carmen Amaral and Sean Oliver. I think it should be coming out pretty soon. Um, we'll hear from Adam Bass. He'll call in. Uh, he'll call in and let us know. Who the victor is. In fact, I think what we'll do now is we'll take this break. I'm sure Adam will be able to give us some news on the other end of it. 14. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. Apparently, there's an issue with the thumb drive loading at the elections office, another technical difficulty. This happened, I believe, in the preliminary election, too. There was also a technical difficulty in the elections uh, office that uh, caused the results to be late. I know Attleboro's already had their votes counted. The Attleboro mayor's special election is actually going on now, so I could probably give you an update with that in a couple minutes while we wait for the Ward 3 special. Cool. You know, <laughs> just trying to. Oh, okay. So, um, 
This is interesting. Okay, so the woman that was support so Paul Haro grad uh, Paul Haro um, obviously became the Bristol County Sheriff after they won the election. He backed a city councilor um, over the acting mayor uh, in Attleboro. That city councilor that he backed won that election in Attleboro. Now he's the mayor of Attleboro. Uh, the former mayor of Attleboro, few terms. So obviously, I think his endorsement probably carried a lot of weight there. Uh, he, I think, I think she won by 250 votes, and he is also now backing Carmen Amaral in this race. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll. we'll we will see. Um, you know the. Uh, Obviously, he's going to be influential in an Attleboro election. I'm not saying he's not influential in this election. He could have absolutely gotten uh, Amaral more votes by by having his endorsement attached to 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 her campaign. He is the county sheriff after all, and I think pretty well liked among a lot of local Democrats. And I think actually Paul Harrow did pretty well in Ward 3. We looked at the numbers not too long ago, um, Chris and I. Paul Harrow did pretty well in Ward 3. So... He beat. He definitely beat Hodgson in Ward Three. Um, so we'll see. I mean, if he comes out of tonight looking, you know, with two endorsements that were successful in two opposite ends of the county, he looks pretty strong. Uh, I mean, obviously, he looks pretty strong because he became Bristol County Sheriff, right? Over you know Hodgson after uh, you know pretty bitterly contested race. But what I'm saying is, it looks pretty good if 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 he if his candidate for Attleboro Mayor. Um, one and his Ward Three City Council candidate in New Bedford wins. Um, yeah, that's so that's a that's a pretty interesting development. But Attleboro has delivered the results of their election. Um, for city their citywide election for mayor. We're still waiting on the Ward Three City Council race. So, um, I guess there's an issue loading something with a thumb drive or something like that. That's what I'm hearing in the office. Uh, uh, that's what I'm hearing from from somebody I know in the elections office that there. Well, that's at the elections office that there that there is a thumb drive loading issue or something like that. I don't know. I think this happened again the last time. But Attleboro, their citywide election, they were already able to get their results. Looks like that city councilor Catherine DeSimone is the mayor that was backed by uh, that was who was backed by now Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro. Um, so interesting development. If you're following anything that was going on in uh, Attleboro politics, I mean, I definitely was a lot more than I used to uh, when when Haro jumped in that race. I was reading the Sun Chronicle a lot more than I used to uh, up in Attleboro, and so I still kind of you know, check it out from time to time. So that's the results there. Uh, but we're still waiting on the results from Ward 3, Carmen Amaral and Sean Oliver uh, in the Ward 3 City Council election. There seems to be a technical difficulty, but we'll still take your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get in the program. Uh, we got a Snapchat uh, messenger uh, from New Bedford saying, this is taking way too damn long. <laughs> yeah, I... I <laughs> I agree. I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, we'll be here. We'll take your calls. If you got a prediction, any last minute predictions, we'll certainly take those. Uh, we're still, uh, while we wait for Adam Bass to call in, Adam Bass is live in city council, uh, in the elections office right now, uh, waiting patiently along with Carmen Amaral and Sean Oliver. Although I'm surprised neither of them have an idea of where they're at. 
I'm surprised neither of them have an idea of where they're at. I mean, a lot of times people go into, a lot of times people will, like, they'll know it. <laughs> Sometimes people will or will not show up to City Hall based on the numbers that they've gotten. I've seen that happen. The last the last citywide election, I saw it happen. They went to get all the precinct numbers, and some people showed up, some people didn't, because they knew before the votes were counted who actually who won the race. So they're both there, though. Um, I think it's going to be a close one. It's, gonna, it's tough to call. It's a tough race to call. Um, you can go either way with it. Uh, I think you can go either way with it. Sean Oliver is the top vote getter in the last, in the preliminary, but that was only, you know, those 30 votes, there's 300 up for grabs. Carmen Amaral uh, certainly could have made up that gap. Plus, if there's extra 30, 40 extra voters, that, that gap definitely could have been made uh, made up. It's, I guess, just a matter of, you know, the ground game and whose ground game got those. If if more voters turned out, if it is true that 720-some-odd voters turned out as opposed to the 680-some-odd that showed up in the preliminary election, it's a matter of who showed up. Uh, I mean, who uh, they who, who did they show up on behalf of? Whose ground game generated that turnout? And whoever, you know, the answer to that question is your winner in the Ward 3 election. Who was able to get that ground game going? Who was able to organize and, um, you know, organize a... A coalition of voters, of voters that didn't vote in the last election, to come out and support their campaign. Now, who did the tur- who who got turnout? And I'm frankly, I'm a little bit surprised. Like I said, that the, if there is uh, four, th- 30, 40 extra voters in this election, because I figured if you're going to show up to a pre, you know, if you're going to show up to these elections, probably going to be almost the same exact amount of people. Um, and I always say that the the battlefield sort of littered with people who say that they're going to turn out extra voters. They're going to bring people who to vote who's never who have never voted before. I always say the battlefield's littered with that because the people who show up to vote are the people who show up to vote. But if one candidate was able to get out a few extra voters with their campaigning, um, I would say that bode very well for them and uh, their organizational. Um, you know, their, their, their campaigning prowess and their, you know, organizational support. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program again. Attleboro had their citywide election. They already got their winner. Um, they already picked, they already have their mayor. We're still waiting on ward three in the ward race, uh, just one ward, but we're still waiting, um, on the elections, uh, from the election to hear from the elections office who won that race. They're counting it now. I guess there's an issue. There's a technical issue um, with a thumb drive or something like that. So we'll find out when we can find out. But uh, I'm going to be here till 10 and I'll see you on the other.